heritage they are a heritage from the lord they are a inheritance we have received from him they belong to him he is the original owner of children and like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth they are powerful instruments while you shape their lives while you disciple them while you nurture them in the word of god and this is a responsibility that god has given to us as parents the world will not disciple them the school will not disciple them their friends will not disciple them but it's our responsibility to disciple them to help them to be good children to help them to be a child of god and while we lead them in the way of the lord while we teach them the word of god in fact in deuteronomy we read how god speaks through moses and he says while you sit down while you stand up while you are at home while you walk teach them the word of god we have the primary responsibility to teach them the ways of god to correct them when we have to correct them to discipline them when we have to discipline them but all in love hallelujah amen and so the lord has given to us children and like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth like arrows in the hands of a warrior they will become very powerful instruments they will do great exploits god would grant them opportunities to shine for him to glorify him many of uh, you young people here are shining for the lord working for the lord serving the lord doing things in the kingdom of god amen that's because god has enabled you to grow in him and because your parents have have led you in the way of the lord your parents have taught you the word of god your parents have brought you to the you know church to the house of god it's important that we bring babies and children to the presence of god sometimes people think oh they'll be a nuisance they'll be making noise they'll be running around they'll be shouting and screaming they'll be crying all the time it'll be a disturbance we always encourage parents to bring children to the house of god yes babies will cry yes babies will make noise yes children will run around they will be playful you know their attention span is span is very small and they may not understand everything uh, that we speak but it's important that they are in the presence of the lord it's important that they receive the word of god they will recognize god in their spirit even from a very young age they will begin to hear the voice of god samuel was in the house of god and god calls samuel god will speak to children god called jeremiah when he was a little child called him to be a prophet to the nations god will speak to children god will minister to them even while uh, john the baptist was in the womb of elizabeth when mary greeted elizabeth the baby in the womb leaped with joy and she was filled with the holy spirit even while in the womb they will be filled with the spirit of god they can recognize the presence of god when you sing when you read the word of god and even while they are in the womb they can they uh, you 
you know many mothers would say that there is much movement they can feel the baby move very vigorously while they sing while they read scriptures while they pray one of the very famous worship leaders of our times a great songwriter who uh, who is popularly known all over the world and even this morning we sang one of his songs his mother um while she was carrying uh, him in a womb she would lay hands on this her stomach and pray lord let this child sing your praise lord let this child sing your praise that's all she prayed all the time and the boy grew up he was born he grew up and uh, he became a singer <laughs> but he was not singing for god he was singing for the world he was singing in all the jazz alleys he was singing in clubs and for parties and he was singing for the world he was entertaining people he became a great entertainer a great singer but then the lord touched him the lord transformed his life and he began to write songs that glorified jesus and he began to uh, do concerts and recorded them and his songs went all over the world and people began to invite him all over the world and began to do concerts all over the world he came to he's come to chennai several times his name is ron kinali he sang his song blessing and honor because his mom prayed lord let this child sing your praise god will give you prophetic words to pray for your children it was a prophetic prayer it took many decades to be fulfilled but even today he sings the praises of god all over the world hallelujah god's purposes was uh, were fulfilled even though for a while he was out there in the world amen zechariah prophesied about john the baptist the father of the child prophesied what a blessing this is what this child will be the people came and asked this is an uh, very uh, you know a natural time for a baby to be born because uh, they've gone past the age of childbearing zechariah and elizabeth and zechariah was a priest serving faithfully in the presence of god in the temple and one day angel gabriel came and spoke and said you're going to have a child and when the angel gabriel spoke john the baptist uh, you know could not believe he simply didn't believe oh at this age i'm going to have a child and as according to the word of god that came through gabriel uh, the angel the archangel they they conceived and they had a baby and then the baby was born and then the people asked oh this is a very unusual thing from the moment the angel gabriel spoke to john the baptist and john the baptist uh, sorry uh, uh, to zechariah and zechariah did not believe zechariah could not speak from that moment that was a sign that he will certainly have a child and so when they came and asked him what, what name are you going to give for this child he wrote john and the same thing elizabeth said also they were led by the holy spirit both of them said the same name <laughs> and then they asked what then this child will be and zacharias mouth opened up 
Hallelujah. I think all those days, all those months, his mouth was shut and he could not speak. He would have been praying, Lord, what is this unusual thing happening? You blessing me with this child and you shut my mouth. He would have been anxious. I'm going to have a child in this old age. Will I be able to speak to this child? <laughs> he would have been praying much. And probably through those times of prayer, God had stirred him up and had prepared him so powerfully that the moment the baby came and the, the question was asked, what then this child will be? He began to prophesy. Hallelujah. He began to prophesy about what this child will be, that he will be the forerunner to Jesus. Fathers must prophesy over children. Hallelujah. Fathers must prophesy over children. You pray, you ask God. Don't run to a prophet and ask, what will my child do? Where will he go? What will she do? Whom will she marry? You prophesy. Hallelujah. God will give you the plan, the blueprint of their lives. God will reveal things that are yet to come. Amen. God will show you what then this child will be. Jesus asked, you know, said, do not hinder the children to come to me. And he laid his hands on them and blessed them. We read about that in Mark chapter 10 verse 13 to 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus. For him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Mark 10, 13 to 16. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. He took them in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. He said, let the little children come to me. We bring these children to Jesus. We bring them for his touch. We bring them for his blessing. One touch from Jesus will bless their lives forever. Hallelujah. One touch of Jesus upon their lives will bless their lives and bless their generations to come. And with that, we come together and we dedicate this morning this blessed child that God has blessed, Brother Anthony, and uh, Sister Shoiba, uh, would you please come forward with the child? Let's come together and pray. Please come forward. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's all pray together. Let's stretch forth our hands uh, towards this beautiful child that God has blessed them with. There were many challenges, but God turned everything around. Hallelujah. God has given her good health. Let's also pray that God will continue to give her good health. Amen. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lay hands. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. 
Lord, we thank you for this blessing that you have given Brother Anthony and Sister Shoiba. Thank you, Lord, for uniting them in holy matrimony. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because you have, Lord, revealed yourself to them. You've made them your children, O oh Father. And the children, Lord, born to, Lord, uh, believers are sanctified, your word says. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this child that you have blessed them with. We also thank you for their elder daughter, Lord. You blessed them many years ago. And this blessing that you have given to them. Right now, Lord, we pray and commit this child in your precious hands. As a church together, as your servants together, Lord, we dedicate Lord uh, and uh, Lord with the name Abigail Anthony in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Spirit. We dedicate Abigail Anthony for the glory of God and for the Lord kingdom of God to be a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that Lord, you will fulfill your plan and purpose in her life. We pray, Lord, that she will be a joy to the family. The Lord, that she will be a blessing to many people. Lord, that she will be strong. Lord, that she will be unshakable. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that she will be, Lord, a blessing to many. Lord, and be, a, Lord, a prophetess, speaking forth your word, calling people to yourself. Hallelujah. That she will, Lord, do your work in your kingdom of Father. Hallelujah. We pray that you will bless her with great wisdom and knowledge. We pray that you will bless her, Lord, in such a manner that, Lord, none shall be equal to her. Lord, that she will outshine and, Lord, live, Lord, a life that is greater and, Lord, more glorious than many others. Lord, that people who see her will covet her way of life. Hallelujah. We prophesy in, in your name, in the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. That Lord, she will, Lord, rise up. Lord, above, Lord, many challenges, oh Father. That she will be a winner. Hallelujah. That she'll be victorious in her life. Hallelujah. That she will see victory after victory. Hallelujah. Blessing after blessing. That she will grow much. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that you will bless her. In your name we pray. We thank you, Jesus, for, Lord, Lord your, Lord, your children, Lord, the family, Lord of your, Lord, uh, children, we pray that, Lord, you'll bless the family life. We pray that you'll bless dear brother and sister. Bless them, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray your blessing to come upon them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless them, we pray. Lord, we pray that you'll bless their daughter also. Lord, we pray that you provide all their needs. We thank you, Lord, for bringing them to Chennai. We thank you, Lord, for, Lord, uh, fulfilling your purpose, O oh, Father. We pray that you'll continue to use them as a blessing. Lord, help them to be strong and be, Lord, close to each other and close to you, Father. Lord, as a husband and wife, bind them with cords of love. Lord, we pray that everything that, Lord, disturbs them and troubles them will be taken away. And, Lord, there will be a unity of, in a new way, a bonding in a new way. Bind them with cords of love. And we pray that they will, Lord, lift up your holy name and bless them. We also pray, Lord, for brothers, Lord, a mother who is here also. We pray that you will bless her. Thank you for giving her the privilege to see the children and the children's children also. Hallelujah. Continue to Lord bless Lord the husband and Lord the whole family, O oh Master. We pray for Sister Shoiba's family members, Lord her blood relatives, Lord her parents and her siblings and everyone. We pray that all of them will come to know you as their personal savior. We pray that you will bless them and keep them a blessing. We give you all the glory. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you, sister.
Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Let's go on to God's word this morning. Shall we turn our Bibles uh, to the word of God? It's important that we meditate on God's word every time we come together. Um, and it's important that we also uh, carry our Bibles as well. Uh, whether you have a digital format or a print media, whatever it is, uh, you know, look up God's word, look up the scriptures. Um, Colossians chapter 4 and let's read verses 2 to 6. Colossians and chapter 4 and let's read verses 2 to 6. Will someone read it loud for us? Paul is writing to the church at Colossae and uh, he's requesting them to pray. Now, he's actually in chains. He's in prison for the sake of the gospel. And uh, if, if we were probably in that situation and if we are um, in chains, we, and if we are writing a letter to the church, what you think, do you think would be the first prayer request we would write? Whether we greet or not, the first thing we would say is pray, fill in the blanks. Can somebody fill it? That I will be set free from this prison. Pray that this, you know, jailer who is like a demon standing in front of me will just drop dead. <laughs> you know, that would be our desire. But look at what he's desiring for the church. This is what he wants them to pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. Amen. And we're going to be devoting ourselves to prayer. Beginning from tomorrow. Evenings. Every evening, 6.30 to 8. We're going to pray, to come together and pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too. Why? What is the prayer request there? That God may open for us a door for our message. So that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. For Paul, where he was really did not matter. Whether he was in chains or whether he was set free. Whether he was standing trial before kings and governors. Or whether he was in a synagogue, that didn't matter. He was always proclaiming the message of the gospel. Wherever you put him, he would speak. You put him in jail, he would start singing and worshipping God. He would start speaking to the jailer. He would start baptizing their family. Wherever you take him, you can't stop him. <laughs> what an amazing man. What an amazing way of life to live. A way to live for God. Amen. Whether you are at office or whether you are at home or whether you are in your neighborhood, whether you are in a park, whether you are among friends or relatives, 
whether they are christians or non christians that shouldn't change us that's how paul was he was not different in different places he was the same in every place wherever you took him wherever he was at he was the same and so you see he says pray that god may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of christ for which i am in chains and pray that i may proclaim it clearly as i should not that he does not know how to speak not that he is not eloquent not that he is not knowledgeable enough he was trained under gamaliel in the scriptures in the old testament scriptures and also he himself has been receiving revelations from the lord and he has been writing them down and he has been instructing churches and discipling you know many people like timothy and titus he is a man who knew the word of god he was a man who was already a preacher he was preaching the gospel in many places but he's praying asking them to pray that god will give us an open door that god will give us an open door for the message of the gospel to be proclaimed and he says pray that i may proclaim it clearly as i should be wise in the way you act toward outsiders make the most of every opportunity there are many opportunities that god will bring he's calling them make the most of every opportunity let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone he's exhorting them to be well prepared pray and prepare yourself it's not just enough that we are praying that god will give us souls it's not just important that we just pray that god will touch those who do not know him but we also prepare ourselves be wise in the way you act toward outsiders making the most of every opportunity let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone be ready to give an answer for the faith And this morning we're going to be talking about an outward focus that's the title for today's message outward focus this is what you see Paul had it was an outward focus it was not an inward focus he never requested them to pray that i will be completely delivered from these chains that i will never go back to jail again right He never asked them to pray that I will never be persecuted again. He never asked them to pray that I will never be beaten up again. And for him it was on many occasions that he was beaten up. He was beaten up so badly that at times where you know he was even thrown away and thought to be dead. He got up and he would get up and go into the village and begin to preach again. He was injured in such a way and even the wounds were not cleaned and he was in the jail. but there he was singing and worshiping god he was in chains and then the, uh, an earthquake comes and the doors of the um you know prison open up and the jailer brings him out and he preaches the gospel to the jailer and then the jailer actually cleans up the wounds whether it was wounds that were not even cleaned was not washed with detol but he would still continue to sing and worship god hallelujah 
what kind of a man is he he was a man who had an outward focus very often we as believers on the lord jesus can become very much inward focused we can be very much focusing on our own lives our own needs our dreams our aspirations what we want to see happen for our lives what blessings we want or even if our desires are more spiritual we want to have spiritual experiences so that we can have greater experience it's very self focused i want to have dreams i want to have visions i want to have revelations from god i want to have it it's for me i want god to do things for me we can become very inward focused even in the way we seek god even in our prayers i want to grow in my faith i want to grow in my knowledge i want to grow in my capacity i want to grow i want to grow it's not a bad thing we need to grow but so is it all about us i want to grow so that i can love him more so that i can serve him more so that i can live for him more it's not about us it's about jesus hallelujah a pursuit of spirituality a pursuit of god is also not about us it's for him hallelujah so that we can please him so that we can love him so that we can serve him so that we can be useful for him so that we can fulfill his purpose are you with me this morning hallelujah you know even in our spiritually spirituality we can become very inward focused the way we uh, the reason why we go to church the reason why we seek the lord the reason why we read the bible the reason why we pray can become can be very inward focused because i want to be blessed our prayer requests can be so much materialistic our prayer prayer requests can be so much about our own needs but here he is not asking the church to pray for his need at all he's asking them to pray that god will open a door for a message hallelujah amen can we this morning ask the lord that god will give us an outward focus take away the focus from ourselves from our problems to be solved our situations to change our needs to be met yes god will do that god will provide our needs god will meet our needs God will speak to us. God will give us what we want. God will give us what we ask. He has promised that he will give. But our focus is not that. Amen. Our focus is outward. It's not about how we can be blessed more and more. Sometimes, you know, when uh, you hear people testify, they will testify about everything that God has done for them. It will be a great testimony. you know i came with nothing god has given me everything great testimony but ultimately what is the ultimate thing what next after that yes god has given you everything what next is that all about christian life is that all about spirituality is that all the reason why we seek god no we are not here for ourselves we are here for him Amen. We are here for him. And so Paul has his outward focus and I pray this morning that we every one of us will receive an outward focus 
and not be focusing on ourselves focusing on our own growth focusing on our own blessings focusing on what god should do for us focusing on what god should speak for us about us for me myself my family my children us our home our house our pussy cat our doggy not about us but an outward focus hallelujah amen that we will focus on the things of god on the purposes of god on the work of god on the kingdom of god and so paul the apostle is praying and pray, pray for us too that god may open a door for our message i am in chains here but god should open a door for our message i don't it doesn't matter the chains don't matter the problems don't matter the needs don't matter the chains don't matter but god should open our door for our message hallelujah you have an outward focus he will even send an earthquake and take away the chains <laughs> they were singing and praising god the chains fell off because he sent an earthquake at another time when peter was in prison the church was praying and an angel of god came and opened the doors and brought peter out hallelujah god can throw open iron bars god can snap up chains iron chains sometimes we get too focused on our chains we get too focused on what our hands need let's get focused on the things of god hallelujah so that we may proclaim the mystery of christ for us i am in chains pray that i may proclaim it clearly as i should second corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12 This is what apostle Paul says somebody read it out loud second corinthians chapter 2 I he when he went to Troas he found that God has opened a door for the gospel he was also moving from place to place looking for places to preach and he says interestingly another place that i do not build on another man's foundation he was looking for virgin territories new places places where the gospel has never gone places where the gospel has never been preached and not to go and build on somebody else's foundation is looking for places to people where they have never heard the gospel and when he went there he found that god had opened a door for the gospel he found that the situation was so conducive he found that you know it was a good opportunity there when you go out as the great commission says go and make disciples of all nations and he says ultimately jesus says in that closing in matthew 28 verse 29 28 and 29 he says Uh, sorry 19 and 20 he says then he says i will be with you to the end of the age sometimes we only claim that promise lord you promise that i will be with you until the end of the age but in what context did jesus say that he said go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you and lo i am with you when you do this you're not going alone i am with you i'm going to be with you go and make disciples and i am with you 
I am there to back you up. I am there to, you know, confirm my word with signs, wonders and miracles. I am there to do, you know, the work of convicting the hearts and the lives of people and drawing people to myself. I am with you, but you go. God wants us to go. God wants us to have an outward focus. God wants us to step out of our comfort zone. God wants us to go and proclaim the message of the gospel. It is not enough if we just pray. But we need to pray and also go and meet people. Go and tell about Jesus. Go and proclaim the gospel. Go and proclaim the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Even so when he went there he found that God had placed an open door there. Sometimes when you go you realize there's an open door. As long as you shut your door and sit inside your house you will not know that there is an open door before you. When you step out you will find an open door. <laughs> Hallelujah. You pray God will open a door. But you need to step out as well. You need to talk to people. You need to find people. You need to go and sometimes people will invite you and say come pray for me. Come, you know, help me. People will invite. Sometimes we have to initiate. There was an invitation that came from Macedonia by a vision that God gave Paul. A man from Macedonia was calling and saying come, come to Macedonia. There's an invitation. But sometimes you will have to also initiate. Where Paul went to Troas and found that a door for the gospel is open. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. And so let us not be sitting down and waiting for an angel to appear before us and to hold us by our hands and take us to a place. No, God may not do that. He can do that. He may not do that. He wants us to go. And Jesus prayed early in the morning and then he says, we must go to many other villages. And preach the gospel. He was going from place to place. And when he went he found open doors. In some places the door was shut even for Jesus himself. And when he sent the disciples two by two. He said when you go and somebody doesn't accept you. Dust your feet off. And go to the next place. Amen. You don't have to beg. And people, people to come to the kingdom of God. You proclaim the gospel. If they accept it, there's a freedom of choice that is given to them. But the job of proclaiming the gospel has been given to us. That has been given to us. We've been commissioned. It's a responsibility of every Christian. It's a responsibility of every believer. It is not just for the people who are in ministry. It's not for pastors and evangelists and prophets alone. It's for everyone who is a disciple of Christ. Is called to be an apostle also. An apostle means a sent out one. If you say I am a disciple, you are also an apostle. Amen. Hallelujah. You are called to be sent out. We are sent out into this world. Why did God give you the job that he has given you? Why, why has he placed you in the place where he has placed you? Why has he brought you from another city to this city? Why has he given you the skills that you have? Why has he given you the opportunities that you have? It's all for his purpose. It's so that people will come to know that Jesus is Lord. So that people will come into the kingdom of God. So that souls will not go into eternal damnation in hell. So that people will not be under the curse of sin and Satan. That they will not be under the oppression of the devil. That people will be set free. 
One visit of yours, one prayer of yours, a few words of yours can bring a deliverance to people, can deliver them from bondages. Hallelujah. Can deliver them from going down to the pits of hell, can stop them from hellfire. You have a responsibility. You and I, we have a responsibility. Let's quickly go on to Philippians in chapter 2 and verses 19 to 24. Philippians chapter 2 verses 19 to 24. This is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. And he's mentioning about Timothy there. Let's read. Somebody read. Paul wanted to come to the Philippi because he had preached the gospel and he has planted a church there. And there are people, there are people who are growing in the Lord. And he is really concerned about how they are doing. And he has also heard about certain divisions that have happened there. And the Philippian church has been a great partner right from the beginning, from their incession. They have been a partner with uh, gospel by supporting Paul on his missionary journeys. And so for Paul, Philippi, Philippi is a very important church and he's writing to them. And because he's unable to go and he's in chains, he's sending Timothy. And I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy, he says, um, that I may be cheered when I receive news about you. And he goes on to say about Timothy, this is what he says in verse 20. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. He says in the next verse, in verse 21, for everyone looks out for their own interests, not that, not those of Jesus Christ. Everyone is looking for their own interests, but no one is looking for the, you know, things of Jesus Christ. What, what are his needs? What is he doing? What, are, what is his work? They're looking for how they can benefit from God. Many Christians use God and also have abused God. They use prophets, they use servants of God and also end up abusing prophecies and abusing servants of God. It's a spiritual abuse of using them up for their needs. But they will not follow him. They will not do his work. They will not have an outward focus. Servants of God and men of God, prophets should come and serve them, serve them. Serve them, pray for them, lay hands on them, bless them, give to them. Impart into them, anoint them. But why the anointing? <laughs> why do we need the anointing? Why has God given us the anointing? Why do we pray for the anointing? So that we can jump more? Make more noise? Not for that. The anointing is for his work. The anointing has been given so that we will do his work. It's not to just get us excited when we worship God. It's not just to make us to speak in tongues and make more noise. The anointing has been given so that we will be a powerful witness for him. Hallelujah. Do you realize that this morning, the anointing is not just for you. The anointing is for others. 
the anointing is an empowerment that you receive so that you can do what you can't do by yourself the power of god enables you to do what you cannot do it's for others the anointing is not for you alone yes it edifies you it does speaking in tongues does bring edification for your own soul in builds up godliness within you which apostle paul teaches in first corinthians in chapter 14 but the anointing is primarily enablement a, a powerful divine enablement for works of ministry are you with me this morning it's a divine enablement for the works of ministry and look at timothy look at the heart that he has he says paul says i have no one like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare for everyone looks out for their own interests not those of jesus christ but you know that timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father paul takes complete ownership of timothy like his own son he says like a son with his father he has proved himself and has served with me in the work of the gospel an outward focus timothy has an outward focus amen are you concerned about the welfare of others if you are very much concerned about the welfare of others you have an outward focus you take a genuine interest and a concern about how others are doing how can i pray for you what can i do for you how can i come alongside and serve you how can i support you how can i encourage you how can i build you up how can i lead somebody to christ how can i proclaim the gospel what can i give to them what can i do for them how can i meet their need how can i help solve their problem how can i bring deliverance in their lives how can i deliver you know bring healing into their lives if you have a heart if you have a mind if you have sincere desires of that kind you have an outward focus hallelujah hallelujah i pray this morning that god will give us an outward focus a genuine interest in the welfare of others might be your neighbor might be a colleague who works along with you might be a boss who takes advantage of you and takes credit for all the work you do might be a subordinate from whom you extract work and delegate responsibilities might be a friend who hangs out with you whom you meet with are you concerned about them do you have an outward focus can we pray this morning that god will give us a heart an outward focus amen like timothy that 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 we will be able to say about every one of us here these are people who have a genuine concern about the welfare of others these are a people who will go out to proclaim the gospel whatever it takes whatever be their burdens whatever be their sufferings whatever be their needs they will always have an outward focus and go and proclaim the message and they always look for an opportunity to proclaim the message of the gospel can it be said about us amen hallelujah we have one life to live we have one life to live and nobody knows when this life will end there are people who leave this world even at 32 and 36 we don't 
we don't our lives are not in our hands tomorrow is not in our hands every day should be lived like the last day of our lives amen hallelujah every day should be lived like the last day of our life if today was the last day what would you do for christ amen hallelujah there's only one life that god has given to us and what you do for eternity will last for eternity amen hallelujah it's powerful see what paul says and look at what epaphroditus also he came to give support for paul and he came to visit paul a co-worker and a fellow soldier in christ epaphroditus if you just come down to in philippians chapter 2 in verse 30 alone we read we don't have time to read the whole thing because he almost died he says welcome him verse 20 and 20 sorry 29 and 30 so then welcome him in the lord with great joy and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of christ he risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give him give me he risked his life to come and visit paul paul is held as a, a convict in in a jail and if you are a friend of a convict what would people think of you if you are a friend of a convict who's in jail what would people think of you see we see paul as great apostle but for the world there the real world there paul was in jail when you are in prison when somebody is in prison and you are a friend of a prisoner what would people think of you to go hang out with them is risking your life isn't it you can also get jailed and he fell sick and he almost died also but god spared his life hallelujah amen praise the lord he risked his life to make up for the help outward focus they didn't care about their own lives they didn't care about their own well-being they didn't care about their own comforts today a lot of comforts have come for us it's very difficult for us when the sun is shining it's sweating when it rains there's water outside it's very difficult for us right it's very difficult we have to sweep the house we have to mop the house we have to wash our vessels we have to wash the clothes we have to dry them we have to put them in the washing machine we have to put them in the you know um, what is that other machine dryer we have to take it from this hole and put it into the next hole life is very difficult you know i have so much of work brother no time you know i become so tired i have so much to do every day but these men did not consider their lives of anything they didn't even have a good place to stay they were spending nights in the prison you don't get a pillow to sleep at night in a prison this is not a class prison like some of the great women of our times lived in and continue to live in cool weathers like bangalore chained bruised beaten 
but yet they were waiting where can i find an opportunity to tell the gospel hallelujah i pray this morning that the holy spirit will really turn our hearts open our spiritual eyes to see what we should focus on what what is the most important thing of our lives what is the big priority of our lives one of the biggest shifts that have happened in the because industrial revolution and technological advancement of our times one of the biggest things that have happened is great economic growth we are living like kings these days many of us have men servants and maid servants you know we can order food on swiggy we don't even have to cook everything even evening snack in tea and coffee will come home we've got a lot of comforts we've got a lot of money and more money and more comforts have made us to desire for more pleasure and so we got our big television screens as well so that we can have we can even bring our cinema theaters at home itself and we got our home theater dolby systems with seven speakers surrounding us and giving us such effects and we got our beautiful couches where we can sink in and have our cokes sipped in and our french fries to keep us going for the night and we can watch all night and have a most the most pleasurable days of our lives and completely forget about the plight of our own neighbors amen do we see where we are in our lives how we become so inward focused how it's drawn us to a lot of pleasure seeking seeking for pleasure where can we go and eat what is the newest joint what's the best food out there and so our restaurants and hotels also thriving in our city like nobody's business even if you go out to the beach you have some amazing fish joints there wherever you go you can feed yourself and feed that pleasure of eating and the juiciness right now already some of us are feeling when can we probably make it this evening and so an announcement about an evening service is an unnecessary interruption into our desire for pleasure an announcement for a week of prayer is such a horrible painstaking thing that is so killing why are they doing all of this and we forget about our the people around us Joshua was talking about his grandfather last week how any and that's the kind of life outward focus you should meet this man an amazing man of god probably 80 85 years i don't know the age 86 but you should see his preaching on facebook because he can't physically move around a lot he does go about but because he can't move around like he used to you see him preaching 
sharing the gospel praying for people you know anybody's birthday anybody is saying something anybody he thinks about he immediately writes and he says i'm praying for you what is this happening what is that happening everybody amazing memory at this age everybody's needs because that's what he has done all through his life he was talking about how any function any wedding any any relatives house anywhere they go immediately he'll call everybody and say come let's sing let's pray and he start preaching the gospel he'll turn every gathering into a prayer meeting that's the heart we need to have hallelujah that's the spirit we need to have that's the focus we need to have an unwavering focus even while he was talking about how even when he goes to a restaurant to eat he would carry bibles he would carry tracts and call the waiter and give it to them unashamed of the gospel hallelujah woe to me if i am ashamed of the gospel how often we become ashamed of the gospel we become ashamed to proclaim the gospel we are even ashamed to say that i am a christian we are even ashamed to ask for a leave that i have to go to church today we are ashamed of the gospel but we need an outward focus i can't speak enough i can't emphasize enough on this there's so much in scripture that we can learn from learn about this read with me in acts chapter 16 quickly verses 6 to 10 somebody read acts chapter 6 verses uh, acts 16 verses 6 to 10 hallelujah you see there is a uh, there is a leading of the holy spirit the spirit of god is opening and closing doors paul and his companions were traveling through the region of phrygia and galatia but they were kept by the holy spirit from preaching the word in the province of asia god had a plan while they are traveling while they are looking for places while they are going into new places god is opening and closing doors he's saying no don't go there there's somewhere else there's a greater need there's somewhere else i want you to go the spirit of god will give you direction where you need to go whom you have to meet when you step in there you will know it you will know in your spirit that this is what god has called us to do this is where god is leading us this is the direction he wants us to take we've been praying for many weeks and months uh, that god will open doors for us to go into schools that god will help us to reach out to students and we've been preparing also we prepared a module as well and some of us have been gathering together and praying and talking about it and preparing ourselves and we made ourselves ready and we've been praying and asking god that god will open doors and suddenly out of the blue uh, one of the prominent pastors of our city called me and and said you know i uh, i'm unable to go and preach at a meeting for teachers on the 1st of june can you go i said yes but then it so happened something happened that that got cancelled that meeting got cancelled 
and immediately the next day someone else calls me and says there's a teachers meeting that's happening in ambathur at a school can you come can you come and so we went yesterday and ministered to the teachers and while we were ministering to the teachers we were sitting down with the uh, with the principal uh, the joint secretary of the group of institutions uh, and also with the principal of the school there and immediately he said we have a college and we want you to come and speak to the professors there we have schools in other places we want you to come and minister to the students there we want you to speak to 11th and 12th standard students god sets an open door before you hallelujah you pray you prepare yourself you get ready god will open doors we've been to many many schools in many of these years many colleges many institutions many corporate offices we have been into why would a corporate office management want a church pastor to come and do something there they would want to call a management expert they would want to call somebody who is a businessman they would want to call a ceo of another company to come and speak to their staff god opens doors hallelujah in schools in colleges even in non christian institutions you pray you go on a prayer walk you walk around your neighborhood and pray god will open houses hallelujah god set an open door the holy spirit led the spirit of god has been leading us the spirit of god has been putting it in our hearts the spirit of god has been you know wanting us to prepare ourselves and here right now god is opening doors and we need to prepare ourselves even more and be ready to go out and reach out to people hallelujah you pray you pray you ask god god will open doors God God says an open door come over to Macedonia and help us come over to Macedonia and help us God will bring people who will open up and look at that and so from Troas we put out the sea in verse 11 onwards and sailed straight for uh, Samothrace and uh, next day we went on to Neapolis from there we traveled to Philippi a roman colony the leading city of the district of macedonia and we stayed there several days because of the call a macedonian call a man from macedonia inviting them to come that was seen in a vision and they concluded they should go there and they entered into the region of macedonia and they went to a strategic gateway city called philippi and they entered there and where they went on the sabbath and went outside of the city gate to the uh, to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there one of those listening was a woman from the city of theatria named lydia does that name sound familiar theatra yeah have you read it in revelations there was a church there how did it all begin because there was a woman from there but she's now in philippi and so do you read the book of philippians yeah we read the letter of philippians what were, to whom were the to the, the to whom was the letter of philippians written to it was a church at philippi and many of these when you read philippi or ephesus or corinthians or uh, colossians or colossians or any of these letters when paul is writing he's not writing to one church very often it was a cluster of churches in that city he was writing to the churches of that city and and so he would say after you've read them pass it on to the other churches 
And so when he is writing, he is writing to a group of churches in that city. And most probably, there were probably several churches that have been established because of that one visit. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Theatria and Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was an entrepreneur, which is very unusual for a woman in that day to be an entrepreneur. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart. Not only an open door, but when you enter through the open door, God will also open hearts. Hallelujah. God set an open heart. She opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. You and I have the responsibility of having that outward focus and concerned about the welfare of others and not concerned about our own interests. And when we pray and move forward and when we step out of our comfort zone, God will open doors. God will lead you. Holy Spirit will lead you. And God will also open hearts. It's not over there. Continue to read. Paul and Silas are now thrown into prison. Because there was a slave girl who was possessed by an evil spirit. And Paul rebuked her and immediately those who owned her and used her for fortune telling became upset and they put Paul and Silas in prison. And if you come down to verse 19, when her owners realized that the hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. And then ultimately Paul and Silas end up in jail. In verse 22, they attacked Paul and Silas. And then verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open again an open door this is open heavens i would say god shook the earth because paul and silas were praying and worshiping god in the middle of the night while they were in prison and that set an open heaven for them that shook the earth <laughs> hallelujah it shook the earth today only we are shaking but the earth should shake the place where they prayed, the place was shaken, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Many Pentecostals are only shaking. They are only shaking. The place must shake. Hallelujah. Your colony must shake. Your apartment complex must shake. Your neighborhood must shake. Hallelujah. The earth shook and the prison doors flung open. And the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, in verse 27, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? You see, even adverse situation, even God used persecution and opposition and beatings and jail for his purpose. For the proclamation of the gospel. To touch that jailer and his family. He comes falls down on his face down. And he says sirs what must I do to be saved. People will come. People will come. When you, are, when you have open heavens. While you praise and worship God. While you are in the presence of God. While you are praying. While you are seeking the Lord. God will shake people's lives. He shook not just the earth. So that doors can be opened. He shook the earth and made the doors open to shake the life of that jailer. 
Hallelujah. That man, man was shaken up so much. There's nobody who cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. There's no hard heart that cannot be broken. God will shake up people in such a way where he came and asked, Lord, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He only should be called as a sir. He's calling the prisoners as sir. Even men in a position of authority will come down before you on their knees. Hallelujah. And they will ask, what must I do to be saved? They replied, verse 21, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. This man took them to the house. God says an open house. <laughs> open doors, open hearts, open heavens and open homes. Hallelujah. He opens the house. The whole household shall be saved. Not one or two. Not one or two. But the whole house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Verse 33. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his household. Hallelujah. What a salvation in the middle of the night by these injured men who are bound in chains. By this earth-shaking experience. Hallelujah. God will bring about earth-shaking experiences in people's lives and set homes open for the gospel. Hallelujah. We've been ministering to a family recently in, our, in the neighborhood. A non-Christian family. And they've been pleading with us, come and pray, come and pray. Please come. When will you come next? What desire, what yearning for prayer? That day while we were just leaving, uh, you know, out of town and we were about to uh, catch the bus. They're calling at that time and saying, can you just come now immediately? We had to rush. And so my brother and my sister-in-law, they went and ministered. They went the next morning and prayed for them. And we, we continued to have conversations with them. And then we met them again. They said, when can you come next and pray? And so we went last week and spent some time with them. The man fell on Park Road a couple of years back and injured himself and had a head injury and has neuro problems and is suffering for a long time. And his wife is in tears. And sometimes she's sitting out, you know, outside the house and, and we meet her on the way. She would say, I'm just sitting out because I'm not able to bear this anymore. What struggles, what hopelessness. What suffering, what pain. He, he used to be taken out, you know, once in a while to be, uh, to, uh, you know, they would make him to walk around. But now he's unable to walk also. He's become very weak. He's not taking much food intake. They're in need. They're in desperate need. They need help. They need our concern. They need our prayer. They need our comfort. They need our help. They said that day your brother and sister-in-law, they came and prayed. It was such a relief, a peace of mind I got. Hallelujah. We went and prayed again. And after we went and prayed again, you know, they had a need. Their son was going to go for higher studies. And they were very doubtful and afraid if he will get through. And we prayed and praise God that he passed his exams. And immediately out of joy, she called and said, you know, he, he passed the exam. He got the admission. When are you going to come next and pray? My daughter is coming home from hostel. When are you going to come next? Hallelujah. God has set 
God will set open homes. Open homes. Sometimes we think, we look at the faces of people and we think they might be very hostile. They might be very angry. They may not speak to us. But maybe when you speak to them, they will open up. Hallelujah. Many families are now opening up this in that region, in that colony. Hallelujah. Many of them. We are praying every day, Lord, touch people in this place. Touch people in this place. Let the darkness in this place leave. God will open doors. God will open homes. God will open hearts. Are you ready? Hallelujah. God is always ready to work. Are you ready? God will always fulfill his word. God will always do miracles. God will always uh, confirm his word with signs and wonders. But are you ready? Are you saying, yes, I will go? Are you willing to rise up and go? Are you willing to get out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to get out of your couch? Are you willing to sacrifice your television watching? Are you willing to leave behind your telephone and your texting and go after people? Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we stand together and pray? Thank you, Jesus. Pray for an outward focus. Your office, your neighborhood, your relatives, your friends are all opportunities that God has placed in your life. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your words be seasoned with salt, full of grace, so that you may be able to answer everyone, so that none will perish, that all will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Would you reach out to people who are around you, people who are in need? People who are troubled. People are in the middle of great crisis and hopeless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God has said, you may think, oh, there is so much opposition in this world. So much opposition in, in, you know, in this country. And people who are in power and positions of authority are opposed to the gospel. You might be afraid. But I want you to know, that when John received the revelation, the Lord spoke to him and he said, when he spoke to the church at Philadelphia, he says, you have held on to my word. You've been faithful to my word. And you have also been true to my name. He said, I have set an open door that no man can shut. The door for the kingdom of God is open. The door for the household of God, for the people of God, to receive those who are coming from outside, the door is open. We just have to welcome them. We just have to bring them in. The door of the kingdom of God is open. The door of the household of God, of the people of God, the hearts of the people of God are open to welcome those who come in. But we just have to bring in God has set an open door. Even in the face of opposition. There was opposition for the church at Philadelphia there. From the synagogue of Satan. He calls the synagogue, the Jewish synagogue, as a synagogue of Satan. Because the Jews were opposing the believers who came to the synagogue. Those who accepted Christ and also came to the synagogue, the Jews were opposing. You remember Paul would get thrown out? Every time he went to a synagogue, 
and so he calls it the synagogue of satan but then he in closing he says but i will bring them down on their knees they will fall before you and confess they will fall at your feet and say truly god has loved you even those who oppose the message will come and fall at your feet hallelujah and so do not worry about the opposition that you see outside of the news or the whatsapp messages or the videos that get circulated about opposition yes opposition will be there opposition was there in the first century not from the roman authorities primarily it was from the jews <laughs> they were the terrorists at that time the jews opposed christ the jews opposed the gospel but god said they will come and fall at your feet so those who oppose the groups that oppose will fall one day fall at the feet of jesus they will one day fall at the feet of jesus hallelujah and so because of that we don't stop doing what we must do because remember they will fall at the feet of jesus hallelujah so don't let fear come into our hearts don't let any fear of opposition come and grip our hearts with more opposition more people only will get saved it's always been the way through history wherever there has been more persecution for the gospel more churches have sprung up more people have risen up to serve the lord hallelujah and so god will do that in our country also but we need to rise up we need to rise up this is not a time to sleep this is a time to work this is not the time this is not a night this is a day hallelujah this is not a night but night is coming when no man shall work but when it is day we will work hallelujah before the night comes the night is coming the day of the lord is coming then no man can work after that but this is a time where god has given us an open door hallelujah would you lift your hands and surrender your life this morning and say yes lord i want to be outward focused not inward focused anymore it's not about me it's about you father it's about your kingdom lord it's about the perishing souls of this world lord hallelujah 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 pray right now pray in the name of jesus hallelujah pray for yourself pray for your family pray and ask lord we as a family we as individuals lord i myself lord i want to step out in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah i want to pray oh i want everybody to pray don't do anything right now but just pray hallelujah lift your voice and pray lord you have set an open door for me you have set an open heart for me Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Lord, we pray that we will Lord, sorry Lord, we've been inward focused. Lord, I've been focusing on my own problems, my own family, my own needs, my children, my grandchildren, my family, my problems, my needs, what I want, but I want to have that outward focus of oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You take care of his kingdom, he will take care of your house. Hallelujah. He will take care of your needs. Hallelujah. You do his work, he will take care of your work. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, right now I pray. Lord, we pray together, Lord, that an anointing will come upon every one of us. A mighty anointing will rest upon our lives. 
that we will be enabled by your divine power Lord to step out and see an open door and enter hallelujah that we will see open hearts that we will see open heavens that we will see Lord open homes hallelujah that whole households will be saved pray right now Lord let whole households be saved not one or two, not one or two here and there. Oh, but whole households shall be saved in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Give us an outward focus from this day forward. From this day forward. Pour out your spirit upon us, O oh God. Stir up our hearts, O oh God. Oh God, hallelujah. That we will not just be concerned about us and our work and our own needs, but we will be focused outward. For the sake of the gospel, that we will live for the gospel, that we will not be willing to live for the gospel and even die for the gospel. Hallelujah. Bless everyone we pray. We give you all the glory, honor and praise in Jesus mighty name. Amen.